Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination for all things nerdy. So, um, who's going to start? Yeah, I know. I don't really know how to start without Dave. Yeah, normally Dave does the intro, but we're uh, we're sans Dave this week. That's true, but normally we do cut into the podcast after the intro anyway. So, oh, okay. The audience might not have even known. We might not have even been. We might not have even had to mention it. Yeah, and all I've done is draw attention to the fact that Dave's intros get cut out, and now he's going to know. That's true. Unless we unless we cut out this intro, in <sighs> which case, no problem. And then we'll have to cut you saying this. It's it's the inception of intros. I, I have to leave a lot of notes for Jenna. People might not have even noticed Dave was gone. They'd just be listening to the podcast and thinking, oh, there's it's not really a voice of negativity this week. Yeah, this week's was very positive. No one was picking on Luke. And uh, <laughs> and it was a frank and civil discussion about films, games, and t- TV. Yeah. Well, let's wait. Don't don't judge it yet. I mean, it might. Fall yeah. Apart. Let's see how it goes first. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, I think Dave does provide most of the comedy, so this could be incredibly dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he definitely uh, cuts us off when we get too boring. It's that's true. For sure. But luckily for us, uh, he doesn't actually listen to the podcast, so we can say what we want about him. Absolutely. So, uh, there was a big convention on here in Sydney on the weekend. There was. I was at it. I was there as well. I saw you there. I think I saw you as well. Yeah. I was a little jealous because I kept seeing photos being posted and it looked very fun and yeah, I wasn't Yeah, you there. should have been jealous, Luke. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was good. I mean, I, I'm jealous also because I missed... Uh, one of the things that I wanted to see at it. Yeah, well, thankfully I saw that. I mean, like, I'd like to be able to play this down, Matt, but it was fucking excellent. And yeah. uh, I'm talking about uh, a panel featuring Nicholas Brendan, otherwise known as Xander from Buffy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think he's, I think that's all he's known as. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Although he did mention he was on some cop show that I'd never heard of either, and I was like, oh, I'll have to take your word for that. <laughs> oh, just God take his word not even I'll look into that it was just alright <laughs> yeah, I, right. I believe you I believe you well I don't really watch police procedurals so <laughs> you know really huh. yeah I mean I used to but kind of once you've seen several episodes of any one of them you've kind of <laughs> seen them all yep <laughs> and he was joined by uh, Emma Caulfield mm-hmm. uh, otherwise known as Anya from the same show, the aforementioned Buffy. Also, I'm not sure what else uh, she does. The first thing I noticed about them when they came on stage was uh, that they'd gotten really old, and then I realised it had been like 20 years since the show. Yeah. So. And they weren't spring chickens when they did the show. Yeah, that's true. Mind you, Xander is in incredible shape. Yeah, right. And I don't mean that in a, you know... I, I, I saw uh, him from, I don't know, like maybe 10 metres at one point when he was... Hanging mm. about the autograph area, and yeah, like well, that's realistically only as close as I got to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he he looks good. Now he's he's older. He, he looks like he's greying a bit, but yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's got some. Uh, he's a silver fox now, but yeah. God, he's buff. Yeah, he is. He what, is a, what about Emma? I didn't see her. She looks like your mum's friend. <laughs> she's oh. you know which she one? Was, she was Luke. You didn't tell me she about had this <laughs> friend of your mum's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny because she came on and she's got short, sensible haircut and, you know, practical clothing. <laughs> and she just looks like any other middle-aged woman. Yeah. But if that didn't take away crazy. the magic of her character, then as soon as she opened her mouth, all magic was gone. 
Oh, she really? was fucking boring. And <laughs> she knew nothing about Buffy. People were like, what's your favourite episode? She's like, oh, I don't really, don't really remember any of them. Like, oh, can you say the line from this? No, I don't, don't know any of my lines. I can't. I can understand someone not actually knowing that, but if you're going to a convention yeah. to make money off it... Yeah, yeah. 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 if you're going to are. a convention to talk to people about a show that you did, at least try and remember something about the show that you did that they're going to ask... Have set answers yeah, there. Yeah, man. Nicholas Brandon had an answer for everything, and he just played into the gig's hands, you yeah. know? What was your favourite episode? Oh, who, who could who could tell between the body and hush, you know, and everyone's fucking cheering and, you know, mm-hmm. he did his little dance and, um, oh, they wanted them, of course, to sing their duet from mm-hmm. Once More With Feeling. Of course. Before yeah. he could even answer, she piped in with, absolutely not. And <laughs> everyone kind of groaned and she was like, no, look, it was a long time, time ago, I don't know the words, I'm not really a singer anyway. And Nick's like, well, I'll, I'll do it if you do it. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, well... I'll do it anyway. I'll do it regardless then. <laughs> so he's, he started singing his bit and then like occasionally kind of threw the mic in her direction, encouraging her to jump in, which he half-heartedly did occasionally. But uh, yeah, it was pretty one-sided. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. But it was fun overall. It was hilarious. And yep. the most hilarious thing that was said and, and I thought it was going to be the most hilarious thing I'd heard all day until we got to the next panel which Matt you can talk about in a moment <laughs> yeah but um, to end this uh, somebody had asked Nicholas if he could have picked any storyline from the comics of Buffy to actually become an episode and be filmed what would it be and his answer was well seeing how Michelle Trachenberg grew up I'd pick one of the sex scenes with her <laughs> and um, nobody could quite believe he'd said that and then Emma looked at him like are you serious <laughs> and, and then he just trailed off with I'd hit that so hard <laughs> yeah he was serious yeah and he was yeah. he was 100% serious <laughs> no he was awesome he was yeah. awesome he should be in more stuff yeah People I really wish I'd, him in wish I'd seen him so that's the, one, the main thing that we wanted to see but I yeah we just didn't make it there in time and the parking there was a bit of a debacle. That's not interesting, though, so I won't go on about it. But, uh, but well, was it, it was in a temporary building. Yeah, that's right. It was. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not their fault. It, it, to be honest, it was pretty great once I got in there. The setup. Yeah. It was. It was really well uh, set up. I thought it was very well organized. For those of you who don't know, the Sydney Convention Centre, where this kind of stuff normally is, um, was a really old building by Sydney terms, and by that I mean it was built in 1988. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so they had to knock it down. Yeah. Right? So they've knocked that down. So there's a big smouldering hole in the ground where that used to be. So um, they put this temporary building out on this little, uh, what would you call it? It's called Glebe Island, but it's not an island. Is it an archipelago? What is it? (laughs) It's a peninsula. Excuse me, it's a peninsula. And, um, but I remember one of the panelists that I saw kept getting confused because the sun kept coming out from behind clouds and it had one of those kind of semi-opaque ceilings <laughs> and he was really confused why it was getting brighter and brighter. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, actors. They don't understand things yeah. like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I like how they've got, like... I thought this was odd because we went to go park there and the, the parking was full and it said, go park in Darling Harbour, which... For people who don't know, that's not near where it is. Like, no. That's on the other side of a large body of water, like in the middle of <laughs> yeah, the city. The Sydney, it's not, Sydney it's Harbour. It's not convenient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was like, what the fuck? 
And so, so we did, and we followed the directions, and it said you can catch a ferry across. Uh, well, I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. And they've put the, it's called Convention Jetty, and it's kind of like they've put it near where the convention said it was, the old one, just in case, you know, like, like it's this weird thing where oh, people will probably go to the old one, so we'll put the ferry terminal right near it, and then just ferry them all the way around. Outside. <laughs> I don't know, it's just weird. It's just funny. Just get a bigger car that park. That is funny. Yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know if you saw the car park, I didn't. Matt. Well, yeah, it wasn't much of a car park. <laughs> it, right. was, it was a vacant lot where we put our cars. Well, look, they did their best. And to be honest, I, I quite enjoyed the ferry ride. It was just that it was it took forever. And, and yeah. once you were yep. in there, it was like, well, I'm not leaving here. Like, I'm not getting out of this place for at least an hour because I've got to wait for the ferry. I'm going to get on the ferry and I've got to ride the ferry. It's like there was no quick escape. Not yeah. that. Would it be if you had have known that was going to be the case? You would have planned for it, and it would have been. Yeah, I could have just caught the train. I could have just caught the train in or something. If I'd known that. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It wasn't. It didn't ruin could, the day. I could or have anything. picked you up, Matt. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, anyway. But mm. uh, so I was disappointed. I didn't see that panel. But the panel that I did see was fantastic, and it made everything worth it because yeah, we saw William Shatner, the man, oh, man. Captain Kirk. And the the old crazy man. And I wasn't that... I, I was excited because I love William Shatner, but I didn't realize how much I really would enjoy it until... Honestly, he walked in and I, and I went, that's Captain Kirk. Like, this yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah, right. Like, he was, what, yeah. like, meters from us. I'm like, yeah. that is Captain well, Kirk. Well, because we somehow scammed a seat in the third yeah. row. Because they were marching us in... Uh, and filling from the back forward. Mm. And I don't know what happened, Matt, but we, we saw your friends yes. who were already sitting in the front row, and we just said to the girl, oh, they're our friends, and walked through and sat yeah, with them. Yeah, she didn't them. say anything. Because I think they had passes, special passes. Somebody had. Yeah. The other, the other people around us had, like, Shatner experience well, passes. they were sitting on their own as the auditorium was being filled from the back. Yeah. So they had something special. I do think filling from the back is pretty poor, <laughs> considering the people yeah. at the front of the line were there first. Yeah, and some of those people may have been waiting for quite some mm. time. Well, we'd been waiting for quite some time regardless, yeah. because we were standing mm. where we thought the line was, oh, yeah. and then we're told about five minutes before it began, oh, this is not a line. Yeah, this is just a bunch <laughs> of people who think this is the line when it's not, and we haven't yeah. told them. Yeah, that's right. And we've been looking at you this whole time <laughs> exactly. going... They're just standing there staring at us like... Uh, anyway. But yeah, he was hilarious and... It was kind of like um, we've talked before about Christopher Lloyd and how he was kind of old and seemed a bit senile and it was all kind of a bit sad. This was <laughs> yep. in the same vein as that, except he's not kind without of the sad. without the sadness because he just doesn't care. He just wants to talk about what he wants to talk about, and and you will listen to him. And he was quite honest about it at the start. He said, "Look, I'll I'll, uh, I'll hear your questions." And then I might answer them, but I will use them as a way of thinking of something to talk about. And that's exactly what he did. He oh, man. he took the question and whatever it reminded him of, <laughs> whether yeah. it was relevant or not, he talked about it. There was, at one point, he started going on and on about his back problems. Yes. Yeah. Because he said... But then even <laughs> went so far as to say... I spoke to someone in the line for autographs who is a back surgeon. And it says he here and somewhere. 
Yeah, is he in the room? <laughs> and the guy put his hand up, and he said, oh, there he is. I'll, um... And then proceeded to give him his list of symptoms. Yeah, and said, oh, it's cause I, he said, I ride horses. Uh, do you guys know what whatever the kind of horse riding is? And everyone was like, no. And he's like, oh, let me explain. And he went, there's uh, only thing about this certain kind of horse riding that he does. But then just when you think he's going to come back on top, he goes, where was I? Oh, that's my right. Back. My back. <laughs> and then goes back. So this is not the question. Yeah. <laughs> this is just... Okay, I, that is brilliant because most people ask stupid questions and it anyway. it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it did not matter. It, and because it was funny anyway. And because um, and someone asked him about terror at 20,000 feet. Or oh, nightmare, nightmare yeah. at twenty thousand feet, or whatever it is. Yeah, and, um, which he got wrong every time he said. The <laughs> yeah, but he kept going on about how, uh, and he kept bringing it back up again. And I, you kept, I could hear you giggling every time he said it. The oh, the so Czechoslovakian acrobat on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he there was there was a it was a Czechoslovakian acrobat in a bear suit that was outside <laughs> on the wing. And every time he said um, something on the wing, I could hear you. Have a little cackle as well, because like in my wildest fantasies, right? I would somehow <laughs> convince Shatner to say there's something on the wing. Some he just kept right? saying it. He said it about a dozen times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I thought, there's no way he's going to say it. Someone's going to ask him to say it. He's going to be going, "Look, that was a long time ago." What? You know? No, he fucking no one asked him to say yeah. it. And even incidentally, he kept saying, he's like, because the premise of the film is there's some thing on the wing. Yeah. But apparently what he loves to do is he loves to, when he's flying on a plane, press the buzzer to call the stewardess over and then be staring out the window. And then when they arrive at his seat and say, what's the problem, Mr. Shatner? He goes, there's something on the wing. Something. Yeah. He said it uh, cracks his kids up and they always make Uh, him do it. So good. But yeah, so he was fucking entertaining. Yeah. Also, about three or four times in after saying um, acrobat, he kept saying astronaut. As well. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, his crazy story just kept changing as it went yeah. on. Yeah, but it was kind of like, like I said, like with Christopher Lloyd, it was all a bit sad and like you could tell he was just mm. lost, but Shatner's just... He was happy and he was... he was. It's kind of like... Yeah, but I think he propositioned that girl in the audience. He did. Too. I forget her question. Yeah, the pretty girl. He's... Yeah, he goes, you're really pretty. And then he said, look, I've, my back's... Oh, yeah, that's right. right at the moment, but like once I've had the surgery... Yeah, he said, that guy's going to fix I'll be me up. I'll be able to perform again. Yeah. And he got two <laughs> children up on stage, which was actually ended up being kind of adorable and hilarious. Yeah, but see, Emma Caulfield did that too, right? <laughs> But in a really creepy way. See, Shatner gets up this little, like, what was he, five years old, right? Adorable kid, loves Star Trek, who gets up and he goes, do you have a question for me, little boy? The kid takes the mic, wanders off, and just starts spouting his own diatribe. And it was hilarious. Then then the kid calls his own sister up. She comes up (laughs) and starts saying her own Because she was dressed as uh, a red shirt, like like an officer. Yeah. Like, they're they're both dressed as, like... I think he was dressed as um, Kirk in his lounging outfit from, from the show. <laughs> Kirk on his day off. Yeah, the one, the one that he woos all the blue, green-skinned ladies in. And she was dressed as a red shirt. It was adorable. Yeah. But Emma Caulfield is doing her speech. Then she sees someone in the front row and goes, Oh, do you want to come up on stage, little boy? 
and I'm expecting something cute like like Shatner would later produce. <laughs> but mm. um, then this 13-year-old kid gets up. <laughs> this kind of lanky, awkward-looking teenager who shrugs at the audience like, oh, I don't know what's going on, um, wanders over to her, and she, like, pats her knee to, like, coax him to sit on her lap. And um, um. and then it's just this really awkward... She answers the next few questions with this dude sitting on her lap. And then... Um, I wonder if she's, like, yeah, Andy it, Kaufman, and it was all, like... This is all just hilarious to her. This, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember how the song goes. Was this kid dressed as anything? No, or? that's the thing. He wasn't handicapped. He wasn't in <laughs> costume. He wasn't young. He was just a dude. I really don't understand. But good for him. Good for him. Yeah. You got to sit next to my mum's sit, friend. Got to, you got to sit on <laughs> her. Right. On. On. Right on. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. I'm upset I missed it, but I really, I mean, Canberra and I didn't hear anything about it except for you guys telling me about it. I actually hadn't heard too much about it. Um, I, Neither. Jenna reminded me that it was on and we... Yeah, Jenna reminded us that it yeah, was on. Yeah, exa- well, that's, I, I just, I think someone on Facebook posted about it. That's how she saw it. Like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like Supernova, but I think maybe it's Supernova we only know of because we go every year. I don't know that Supernova gets yeah. advertised that much as either, does it? And if you're listening and you're in America and you're imagining San Diego Comic-Con, it is not that. It's basically (laughs) just Supernova with slightly, I don't know, slightly better organized. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, it's like, imagine half of the show floor at something like PAX and that's it. That's what it is. And then there's a spot where people can talk to fans. Do you remember when that guy in the suit got up to ask Shatner a question and Shatner recognised him and yeah. he went, oh, I know you mm. and um, I've read your book and I can't wait for your question because it's, you're an intelligent, thought-provoking man and uh, he actually sat down on the chair and said, I want to I yep. really listen to your question. And then the question was, have you ever, have you ever met Jeffrey Hunter's wife? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then, Jeffrey <laughs> Hunter being the guy who played... Kirk in the pilot. He didn't episode, say that. He said Jeffrey Archer, and then and then <laughs> that's true. And then he, You're right. He, said, he corrected Who? him. Oh, I think you mean Jeffrey Hunter. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, uh, which was great. And he was like, um, "Yeah, I have." <laughs> yeah. No, didn't he say that he hadn't? Yeah, perhaps. I think that was the the, yeah. the actual answer was no. I don't know. I don't and know what you're talking about. Once where it didn't even go on a tangent. It just kind of... He explained to the audience what the bullshit question was. Yeah. Like, well, he told the story of... Why, why did people ask questions like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, actually, my favourite was the, um, the the man dressed as um, kind of mm. random, random beetle. Random beetle. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he was a specific beetle. In a, in a terrible accent, asking him, if you could collaborate with any musician, who would it be? Oh yeah, and then he went in this huge story about the one time he got to play yeah. with um sorry the two times he got to play with uh, Paul, McCartney. Paul McCartney. But he kept calling him George. He said it was George, George, George. No, yeah. wait, John's dead. Is it George? Which no, of the Beatles are still yeah, alive. Who's alive? Yeah. That guy. <laughs> but then just told this story about that without actually saying Paul McCartney. No, that's the right. Answer is Paul McCartney. Yeah, because he did um. Oh yeah, he told the story about Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and how, how it's LSD. And how, actually, that was a pretty great story and I wanted to look up that performance yeah. about how he went on Johnny Carson and they wouldn't let him do 
the um the book reading and the song, and the book mm. reading kind of explained what the fuck he was on about with the song, um, because during the song he was he was in character as a drug addict singing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and so he ended up on television just performing the song pretending to be a drug addict, uh, like and it was kind of, so everyone just thought he did a terrible job of the song, yeah, and then uh, and that's that's what ended up going on television. Like I think that's a great story, actually. Yeah. And no, I wonder why that's that. <laughs> no, because the men's had several subsequent albums, mm. and maybe they're all spoken word because of that cautionary tale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to look up that performance. So uh, if if I find it, I'll put it in, uh, in the show notes. If it's interesting, we sh- we should have asked him to to do a bit of uh, Rocket Man. Oh, we should have. I wanted to ask him about Colombo. <laughs> yeah. That. I wanted to ask him. <laughs> that's a question. Go on. He was on Colombo twice. As completely different murderers, <laughs> two different murderers, and I wanted to ask him if he thought anybody was fooled. <laughs> thinking he was, a, he was a different person, yeah. and he was in episodes of Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which are very similar shows as well. Right, although not two different characters on the same show. I mean, in his defence, he's he's been in everything. So. True. Yeah. Nobody asked him about. Was a TJ Hooker? <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, but that kills him. No one asked him about it. Yeah, <laughs> he was on it for like ten years. It's like the whole eighties. That's what he was doing. We should we should have asked him about that telly movie he did with uh, Sybil Shepherd, where he played a husband. I think it's called Confessions of a Married Man. Have either of you seen? No, this? I don't think so. No, I've seen it like no no joke like three or four times, just over the course of my entire life. Any time it's like a Friday afternoon, I just happen to be flicking through channels. This movie's been on. And it's about this married guy whose wife won't sleep with him. So he starts going to prostitutes. Right. And um, But then he falls in love with one prostitute who's played by Sybil Shepherd. And, um, but then she starts extorting him for money and stuff. Right. It's not, it's not a comedy. It's like a, <laughs> I was say. It's like a solid <laughs> drama. <laughs> Oh yeah, Billy Shatner. B Shat. B Shat. <laughs> Shat pants. <laughs> well, some news this week on the um, ye olde murder front. Mm. Or some some apparent news. Um, a gentleman claims that through DNA testing, he has revealed the identity of Jack the Ripper. After what two hundred years? Two hundred years? Has it been two hundred yet? Uh, it's been a while. One hundred twenty-six years. Twenty-six. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this guy claims, but there's there's no statute of limitations on murder, as we know. So <laughs> yeah. that guy could still go to prison. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you why don't you take <laughs> us through the details? Well, I'll start off by saying, if it sounds a bit dodgy, it is. Mm, heavily debated. Yes. So, uh, what's happened, this gentleman purchased at an auction uh, a shawl, like a, a, you know, kind of ladies' scarf kind of deal, that allegedly was taken from the crime scene of one of the Ripper's victims, um, Catherine Eddowes. Um, mm-hmm. Police officer allegedly took it from the scene, because back then they just didn't give a shit, um, and he thought it would yep. be nice... For for his wife. So he took this blood-soaked... Oh, I took it off a dead prostitute. Oh, I've got this for you, love. 
So it's covered in blood and semen. Just wash that yeah. off. Yeah. So he takes his uh, because the well, we'll get to that. But yeah, it's it's covered in fluids. Of- also, I'll just also say there was detailed listings of items found at each of the crime scenes, and that wasn't mentioned in any. No, that's because he took it. <laughs> well, no fair call. Fair call. <laughs> but he, yeah, so this um this fluid soaked rag, we'll say blood soaked. <laughs> they never because, never washed. Yeah. Took it home to his wife and said, there you go, what do you think of that? And she went, that's disgusting, get it the fuck away from me. And uh, presumably put it in the attic for for a hundred years. Uh, and it got <laughs> passed between various um, ripper um, enthusiasts. With no one wanting to wash it. <laughs> Apparently yeah. not. And in, fa- in fact, the semen stains... Increasing over time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so this guy bought it at an auction, and uh, I think th- th- through a friend of his, managed to get some DNA tests run on it, and they found uh, semen belonging to a gentleman called Aaron Kosminski, mm. uh, who was a hairdresser. Well, he sounds foreign, so it's probably him. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> a Polish, Polish immigrant, sorry. Just double check, mm. fact checking myself there. Um, and so they're saying, well, that was him then. Proof. I'll say this though, right? Every it it's so boring. It's probably true. Like I, I know there's no evidence, but here's the thing: like everyone's like, "Who's Jack the Ripper? Is it the Earl of Oxford? Mm. Is it this other really famous guy? Is it the Queen?" It's probably not. It's probably just some deranged mm. psychopath. Yeah fucking hairdresser. It's either, yeah, it's one of these guys here, the shoemaker, the barber, or the hairdresser. One of them. Yeah. But, it, yeah, the the science behind it is not that great. I mean, they this thing's been passed down for like, you know, a hundred years between all these different people who handled it without gloves. Like, he's the, a sci- another scientist who, I think the guy who invented DNA profiling um, commented and said, so it's already pointed out it's not a good sample. No, because you, you can see him in the photographs holding it. Like, yeah. he, no. you look at this article here, which will be in the show notes, and he's holding it with his fingers, which, you know, if yeah. you want to get an accurate DNA... But not only that, Matt, not only that, we're assuming, though, that that's even... Like, go back to just the fact that there's semen on a shawl that was found at the house of a prostitute, <laughs> yeah. that's not really a stretch. <laughs> and it's certainly not proof of murder mm. unless this prostitute was a novice who was murdered on her first day. Well, what? They, and the other thing the scientists are saying is that like, we know for a fact that potentially hundreds of people have handled this since, since mm. it was yeah. allegedly taken from the crime scene. Like, There's no evidence to suggest that it was. Because it's ridiculous. Who would take that home? And give it to their to their wife, like a blood and semen soaked rag from a crime scene. Oh, this, oh I thought this Matt, was pretty. You been, look, you haven't been married yet, yeah. Matt. But when you are, <laughs> you'll you'll understand. Fine. But not only that, uh, yeah, he said like so many. Oh my god, sorry, I've just I've just clicked on the link, Matt, mm. and there's actually an old a ye olde engraving of the policeman reaching for the <laughs> yeah, shore. I know, a contemporary <laughs> engraving. Of a Jack the Ripper crime scene. <laughs> that's that's yeah, terrific. Pinching it. But yeah, and this guy's saying that so many people have handled it that it's um, uh, highly likely that somebody with the same mitochondrial DNA, which is what they, they identified, touched it. Because his ancestors would have been amongst the people interested 
You know what I mean? Like, mm. people who are related yeah. to him have touched it, we're pretty sure. Also, he might have touched it. It doesn't make him a murderer. <laughs> That's true as well. Like, even if all the evidence is true and the DNA does point straight to this guy and this really was a shawl and it really was in this woman's house, it doesn't mean that this guy's the murderer. <laughs> I just looked at the top comment on this article and it says, Poland did not exist in the time of Jack the Ripper. You guys need a history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, just looking at the six prime suspects, though, and they've got photos of them all. Mm. I mean... <laughs> Rasputin Kuzminski, down there on the bottom left. I was about to say, Kosminski looks like kind of maybe chaotic good, <laughs> but my money's on John Pizer, the shoemaker, yeah. who looks like a fucking maniac. Yeah. He looks like, like Rasputin. Yeah, he does. He does. If I can, it might be Rasputin. <laughs> he was still kicking around at that point, wasn't yeah, well, he? For all we know, he's still kicking around. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I love how George Chapman Barber also, has the I've best read that He's a Jew. I don't want to get fucking letters in saying, "Oh, Dan picked the Jew." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. I love the photo of him pointing to the part of the shawl where the DNA was found, and he's. It's like his little pinky pointing at the semen stain. <laughs> oh yeah, little semen stain on there. Yeah, he gave that to his wife. Oh god, yeah, it's more than a little stain. Yeah, too. She'd love that. Little, yeah, little what? jizzy rag. Sorry, have you? Have you given me a cum rag? <laughs> a load of bullshit. Anyway, but obviously... But there's literally, there's an engraving. Oh, yeah, contemporary engraving. Yeah. Like, we still do engravings. <laughs> of two bobbies standing over the the dead body, and one of them's reaching for the shawl. Yeah. <laughs> like, like somebody who was there decided that, to capture that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, you've been to Whitechapel, haven't you? I have. I did a tour of all the locations. Yeah, right. How was that? five, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two on one night. Did you learn anything? Uh, I learned that all of the places don't exist anymore. Like, um, yeah, right. the, you know, the, the hotel room where they found Mary Kelly is, you know, the, the most gruesome of the murders. She was, like... Flayed. Under, yeah, basically. Um, mm. That's just an apartment building now. So that none, of that, oh. none of that stuff is there. So it's... I mean, it's interesting. Um, Something's got to be a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, and I saw the the place where they um you know where he wrote um the Jews are them that will not be blamed for nothing on the wall. Yeah, uh, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. Uh, yeah, he wrote that on the wall, and, and they misspelled Jews. Yep, yeah, yeah, J E W E S, wasn't it spelled? No, that's correct. Oh, he spelled it with a U or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, I think I think it's J U E S or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that's a convenience store now, but that's I mean it's still there, and they they said that you know that's that's right where it was, but it's it's. Not as um, it's cool, but it's not like you're looking at the spot or anything like that. It doesn't feel like you're there because it's just not the same city now. Oh, and I went to the um, yeah. I had a beer in the um the pub. Uh, is it called the the Ten Bells where the girls drank? Um, the you know all of the I think it's called the Knife and Hooker. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> the 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 kidney and and in my pocket with the kidney. Um. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Apparently, uh, I read recently. Uh, an article that said they think actually that there weren't organs taken by the Ripper; they were misplaced due to negligence um, during autopsies and whatnot. Um, but one of the um, one of the pieces of evidence they mentioned in this article is that they found a kidney cell, and one of um, this woman, um, uh, I forgot her name, Edo's, um, her kidney was missing. But oh. now I'm like, well, that's 
but didn't they just say that the police lost that? <laughs> so I don't know. They, you know what? We're never going to know. When- I reckon somewhere there's probably right. a ye olde engraving of a of a old timey copper eating a kidney. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I'm wiping his mouth with, with this bloody semen stoked semen soaked shawl. Mm. That's a tongue twister. Say semen semen soaked shawl. <laughs> soaked shawl. Yeah. And uh, it will. Can that be the name of this episode? Or so- iTunes not let us put that up. <laughs> we can put say fluid soaked rag or something like that. <laughs> It's just, it's just as yeah. it's just as awful. Um, it'll surprise nobody to know to learn that uh, this man has a book coming out to, uh, with course. all his um, his supporting evidence. So uh, you know, buy that, I guess, or don't, don't because it's it's no, don't buy it's it. nonsense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a nonsense. pretty much everything he said is on the internet for free. Yeah, and B. Don't, don't get it. No. And uh, and the last sentence here, which it. I like, because this is the Daily Mail, obviously. Like, you couldn't get a... Because uh, <laughs> this is the world paper. exclusive. The world exclusive of this was on the Daily Mail, so that, tell, that should tell you something. Yeah. Actually, that, that brings me up to a, a really quick little rat hole. Sure. Would you mind? Of course not. Go for it. I'd like to just... Um, I'm addressing our listeners directly now, <laughs> okay? So, <laughs> people... Uh, you know, it's it's 9.30am, you've got your coffee, you've arrived at work, you're sitting down and you're logging into Facebook, right? Someone's put up an article that's just fucking blown your mind about something that is just astounding. Mm-hmm. Before you post that on your Facebook wall with, oh my god, this changes everything, do a quick Google search to see if... That's a real article. <laughs> yeah. Because if it's too good to be true or just doesn't seem like it could possibly be real, it's probably not. Yep. <laughs> and I would like to stop... I, w- I would like to declutter my fucking Facebook live feed from all these fake articles with real comments on them. Yeah. <laughs> like The Onion. That, the Onion articles and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Stop posting Onion videos... Oh, with disgusted comments. You know what? I ha- one thing I... There's a few things that are pissing me off lately. <laughs> one of them... I haven't mentioned this to you, to you guys yet. Well, this is a new segment called Umbridge. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can talk about the ones that I've already whinged to you about on email today if you want. That's fine too. All yeah. right. Well, this is this is different. Fucking articles where the... Uh, on Facebook and, and ev- anywhere where the headline is, he tried to open the door with a banana and when you find out why, you'll burst into oh. tears. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> like Matt, what you should do right now, right? Is go to Twitter. Right. And follow a guy called Saved You a Click. <laughs> okay. And what he does is he goes through all those clickbait articles and gives you the answer. <sighs> See Like for example, the latest one is called so, so he'll put the headline and then the answer. So the the one that I read today was the headline is why no one will be lining up for the iWatch. And he's just put the answer, it's not called the iWatch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he just fucking cuts the I like the this chase. one. Why you 2s surprise new album won't appear on the Billboard charts? Because Apple bought it for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which is another thing that pisses me off. Actually, that's a good segue, right? Uh, yeah. Are we going to talk about you 2 People, well, no, I don't want to talk about you 2 I want to talk about people complaining that they get this album for free. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't ask for it. I don't like, fuck off. Right? Don't listen yeah. to it. I don't like you two either, and not listening to them works just fine. Like, 
Don't yeah, and do you it. know how much free content falls into your lap every day on the internet that you just ignore? Ignore this too. Yeah, like to the f- like. I didn't even realize that it had been a thing until you brought it up, and then I checked my iPhone, and sure enough, there's a U2 album yeah. that I didn't think and I had. People were complaining. Oh, I didn't ask for that. Shut up. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, for once in a- you actually got something for free. Yeah. Just accept it. If you don't want it, people, who cares? I don't seem to be able to delete it, though. I'll say that. <laughs> well, it gets added to your cloud library, right? It's, it's a minor inconvenience yep. at best, though, isn't it? Come on. Mm. Like, yeah. it's a free fucking album, whether you like it or not. Don't worry. And really, how often do you, do you get down to you when you're looking at artists? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I only do because half the time I try to start from the bottom. <laughs> ah. It's, it's it's the L's and M's and N's that never that I never get to, because I either start at one end or the other. And the one other thing I wanted to talk about that's been bugging me lately is all the um, the trigger warnings that are at the start of every article that's about something remotely sensitive, where apparently they're worried that somebody who has been affected by whatever the article is about, be it murder or rape or abuse or whatever, is going to you know be trauma triggered and have some kind of horrible flashback. Um, based on the content of the article, and you know, yeah, that's horrible. I don't think that's how trauma flashbacks. No, work, I'm pretty sure on. a trauma like they can be triggered by anything, like a smell or a, an object or a sound, like a song that was playing when a man was beating you to death. Like you can't <laughs> just put a fucking warning on everything if you're going to put it on. It's just silly. But, but the thing, the thing I find weird about that one is people know what they're clicking on when they're clicking on the article. You would think so. So there'll be a title that would be leading and, them somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. I, reading about that isn't likely to trigger somebody. I'm, I'm sure I've read something about that. Like, that's not how it works. It's yeah. it's the little I things, mean, you know? It's tiny things. Like, people go, oh, okay, he, you know, the smell of gasoline yes. always brings me back to that because he raped me in the back of a petrol station. Yeah, things like it's that. It's not literally articles on the internet about rape take me right back there. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I mean, it doesn't It doesn't matter. It's just when I see them, I kind of go, oh, do we... Are we are we doing this? Are we pandering to I'm this? A bit, I'm a bit. I'm a. I'm a bit iffy on that, though. On what? Sorry. I. I don't know. I'm just thinking. It's. It could still reading about it could actually still affect but someone. Do we have to do that for everything then? Like, well, no, but I, I guess nannying playing devil's advocate, people do talk about touchy subjects with a complete lack of decorum on the internet. Mm. Yeah, well, that's true. I suppose. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's valid to a point, but I do tend to agree but, that it's kind of political correctness. And if it's gone. a well, if it's a news article about a murder, and you've escaped narrowly escaped a murder, and you're having post traumatic stress, stress syndrome, you know, post PTSD, yeah, PTSD. Don't read articles about murders. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. You would think. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it doesn't affect me. It's just I see it and I kind of go, oh, do we have to do that? That seems... Look, speaking of stuff on the internet, are we going to talk about Katniss's boobs? <laughs> I guess we are. Okay, I'm confused. What's happening with Katniss's boobs? What, have you been living in a cave? Who's Katniss? Katniss is Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. You know about that. And yes. boobs are the uh, the mammary glands <laughs> yeah. attached to the chest of female mammals. If you want to see them, just mm-hmm. search for Jennifer Lawrence. You'll find them. If you want to see some so, boobs. Now, like, we're, just a disclaimer here. We're not, we're not condoning. No, of course not. The hacking of people's uh, 
private photos. No, no, no. Absolutely. But no. I, I did think it was worth mentioning just because this phenomenon mm. that was, as Reddit has dubbed it, the fappening, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is, it's just one of those things that just exploded, mm. uh, bad choice of words, <laughs> um, that, that was literally all anybody could talk about for about 48 hours, mm. and then instantly forgot yeah, about it. Yeah, quietly went away. I thought the um, the most interesting thing about it, to me, was that it wasn't like her account got hacked and then these pictures got posted, or even that all of these people's accounts were hacked and then they all got posted. No. People have had these photos for years, and mm. there is a sub-kind of sub-internet um, community that trades them, and to to join, you have to collect some celebrities' nudes, and then you can kind of be let into the club, and they don't sell them or anything. Uh, it's like the mafia, you got to kill someone to get in. Yeah, and then uh, apparently what's happened is somebody has managed to get in there, found all this stuff, and and tried to sell it. And um, and that's why all of these... Because um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's was, was talking about how the photos of her that were turned up were deleted years ago. And um and people and she she at the time tweeted I think something about it's disgusting the lengths they must have gone to to recover those well they didn't mm. they got them back mm. when you did them, had them and just have had them since then and I think that is kind of terrifying that's utterly creepy yeah yeah that is disturbing mm. that that's that's well happened. here's the thing because the guy who leaked them obviously got himself into that group mm. uh, and then you know it just went to his head and he thought I'm just going to exploit this for my own benefit. Mm. Uh, but I would assume that putting a bunch of them on the internet for free and then threatening that he has more that he'll uh, sell to the highest bidder. Mm. I mean, is that a solid business model? No, because uh, what mm. actually happened was all the other people that had them said, well, we'll we've got them too, we'll give you them for less, and then it was a race to the bottom. And <laughs> uh, I think... Apparently, yeah, like I mean, and obviously, news they, people weren't going to pay for them because yeah. it's not no, like they can't because because that's what it's illegal for. Yeah, somebody them. was saying, you know, like people they'll pay forty thousand dollars for a photo of Jennifer Lawrence kissing her boyfriend at a at an event so they can put it in a magazine. But yeah, if you hack her off. phone and take pictures yeah. of her off there, they're not going to touch them. Yeah, because no. that's illegal. <laughs> yeah. So all these other so ones. So if they are were going to be making money, it was going to be making money from just anyone. They're not going to be paying big money for That's it. That's right. Like TMZ is not going to put up nude pictures of these celebrities. No. Although I did think it was funny that TMZ specifically and and all those other guys as well, um, all these news sites put up censored versions of the pictures mm. on the first day with headlines like "Look what's been leaked online." Yeah. And then pull them all down. When the internet turned on, yeah, and the next day, all the headlines were like, "Oh, isn't it awful that <laughs> yeah. these have been put online?" And you know, isn't it awful even that news sites have been encouraging them by putting the pictures in their articles? It is interesting that that it went that way because often, you know, when photos of people leak, it doesn't. It's not you know, kind of shamed as much as this was. Like this was pretty yeah. pretty well, widely condemned. Yeah, they copped it pretty quick. Mm. And I think it's because, like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, like, she's just, 
She's just not a slut. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that's right. She's not. It's like it's not. She's not Pamela Anderson. Like, I'm, and, you know, no judgment, but like, yeah. like, if you want to see her boobs, I mean, she's she's naked and painted blue in the X Men movies, right? Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, she 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 works out and takes care of herself. She's got a great body, but like, she this is, she's just not sexualized, and this unnecessarily sexualizes her. And that kind of put everyone off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's not like they were in Playboy or anything. It's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was like... Well, I, mean, I was going to say, it was like watching just a private moment. But it was watching a fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly, private moment. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And then people were saying, oh, well, if you're a celebrity, you shouldn't, shouldn't be uploading your photos. And... Uh, well, they don't necessarily well, do that because fucking iPhones do that automatically right. if you've got your settings wrong. And and she wasn't holding the camera. So maybe <laughs> yeah, a maybe point. there's a, that's maybe, a very good maybe point. there's another lesson to be learnt there as well. Yeah. Is don't let other people take photos of you. If you're a celebrity. Well she looked fantastic. <laughs> Luke, are you googling those now? No, I'm not. <laughs> Luke Luke <laughs> I'll Google them later. Speaking of iPhones uploading things. Mm. There's a new iPhone coming out. There is. And what are they up to six. now? Six. And, uh, and it's the size of a small truck. They've dropped. They've fucking lost it. Like, like honestly, I was concerned with the iPhone five, and I adjusted to the extra height. Mm. But this one's even bigger. It is. And yeah. What the fuck are they doing? It's. It's about the size, maybe a bit bigger than the Nexus 4, which is the phone I had. And, I mean, I'm okay with that size, but it is is big. And I... that's I'm, It's literally not going to fit in my pocket. Well, that's the iPhone 6. There's also the iPhone 6 Plus, yeah. which is even bigger. Like... Is that like the Samsung Yeah, thing? it's kind of like that. Like a mini tablet. Yeah, because they... Because mm-hmm. um, they... Here's the thing. Like, they just didn't sell it. To any, you know, like there was no, yeah. it's just, it all just came across as, well, the other, other companies have these big phones, so I guess we've got to do big phones now. It's kind of, it's complete opposite of what they were doing when, yeah. when they had Steve Jobs. Like, yeah. he was like, well, fuck what everyone else is doing. We're doing this because it's better. Because it's better. And if people don't appreciate that, then they're behind, yeah. not us. And they've just, I don't know, they're just, they're just, an, just another phone company now, you know? Because here's the thing, I've had, well, it's funny you should say that, Matt, because I watched the video and not once did they say this is a phone. Mm. It says a lot of other stuff it can do and not once did it say you could make a phone call. <laughs> and, and, mm. and also, at the same level, the fucking Apple Watch came out yeah. and it talked about its functionality and I still don't know if it tells the time. Well, all 50 variations of it <laughs> that there are. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. If, if, I tell you now, if, if Steve was around, there'd be one. There, actually, yeah. there wouldn't be two iPhone sixes, and there wouldn't be fifty Apple watches. There'd be one. Mm-hmm. There'd be an iPhone six, and there'd be the Apple Watch. Johnny Ives has just been let loose. He can go crazy and do whatever yeah. he wants. Yeah, you can thank him for all the different coloured iMacs back in the day. Yeah, I had one of those. I know. <laughs> Wasn't that when they were starting to fail? That's, That's when he came when back. When he pulled them out. Yeah. Of he failure. literally resurrected them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they wanted a a cheap, easy to use computer they could get on the internet. Speaking of resurrection, we have a Kickstarter that is yeah. <laughs> very relevant to this discussion. 
That's true. Let's discuss that, and then I have one more point about the iPhone. Okay. All right. So, all right, well, very quickly then. Uh, we have a Kickstarter. No, no. No, right. no, take your time. Okay. Well, we have a Kickstarter. Uh, I mean, I'd like to I'd like to ask Steve Jobs what he thinks of uh, of the iPhone 6, the iPhone 6 Plus, and the Apple Watch. So um, Couldn't have come at a better time, Matt. Yeah. Um, and you can actually do that if you were to um, pay $20 for our Kickstarter, That's right. Matt. That's right. Well, I don't, I don't have to think I have to pay. Do $20, have to pay? Invest. invest. Invest $20. Yeah. Invest. So, because it is an investment. We decided that there were so many questions yet to be asked of Steve that we just going to have to summon him and, um, and ask him. So we're going to raise some money, get a Ouija board and some camera equipment and some lights and stuff, and ask Steve's ghost a bunch of questions. Um, and if you think that's worthwhile, and I'm assuming you do because you're not an idiot, uh, you can head on over to our Kickstarter <laughs> and get involved. So we've got, obviously, a bunch of different reward tiers. If you want to submit a question, uh, any question, we will ask the ghost of Steve Jobs your question, no matter what it is, because we don't care. Um, And, yeah, our our filters are broken, so just (laughs) ask Mm. what you want. Yeah. And uh, Challenges. Yep. And we've got some t-shirts and hoodies and uh, and some other stuff on there, if if that interests you. You can ask a question and get a t-shirt, or ask a question and get a hoodie, or whatever. Whatever you like. I think the really good one is if you pay us $500, you can come and be on That's the right. set. That's right. You can. Yeah. Because our goal is $500 because we're not we're not trying to be greedy. We just think this would be a fun thing to do and we're trying to, we, we just want to do it. And we, we want to do a yeah. good job of it. And We haven't even budgeted for lunch on the day. No, that's right. We're just going to use the money we use to hire some gear and um, to get some, some artwork and, and titles and stuff done for make it, just make it a good quality video, which, which will be made available on YouTube. Uh, Simple as that. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be fun and... You know, there's always a chance. Look, if you don't think that, the, that communicating with the ghost of Steve Jobs is worth twenty dollars, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then fuck off, and I don't want you listening to this well, podcast. You don't even have you don't have to put in twenty. You can put in as much as you want. You can put in a dollar for all for all we care. Every every no, dollar you can't helps. put in a dollar. Fuck off a dollar. <laughs> if you put in a dollar, <laughs> every dollar counts. Cents well, don't count. Dollars count. Every group <laughs> every group of ten or more dollars counts. Let's <laughs> yeah, say right, that. Fine. Fine. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think what, what's the um? Well, uh, for, for five dollars, their name will appear. That's in the right. Credits. Yeah, five dollars gets your name in the credits. Come on, five dollars for this this fucking momentous occasion. I just I'm actually shocked by how much money we've raised already. I just loaded up. I yeah, just loaded up the page and I was like, oh wow, <laughs> wow. we're uh, we're one hundred and sixty dollars. Nice in uh, of our five hundred dollar goal. We've got twenty five days to go. I reckon we can make it. Oh, I reckon. We I reckon we're fine. Can. Uh, but we need your help. Yes, we do. So I'm still talking to you, listener. That's right, all of you. And you can be sitting there with your headphones, guys. Not me. It's not. I am talking to you. Yes. Yes, you. Even if you just just head over to the Kickstarter and check out the fucking awesome artwork that Simon Cole has done for us. Like, just he does. Even that, you, he deserves your your eyeballs on his wonderful artwork. Yeah. Give Simon your balls. Give Simon your balls. <laughs> he will look after them. And then give us money. Because we can use that money to pay him. Yeah, that's not in the budget though either. Yeah. Oh, there is a little bit of money for him in there. Oh, well, he deserves it. Yeah, he does. Because he's yeah. done lots of stuff for us for no money. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we should pay at yeah. least once. 
So yeah, Thanks, Simon, you're a champ. Yeah. So I summon the Simon is the unofficial fifth member of this podcast. He is. So I summon the best way to speak to the ghost of Steve Jobs. <laughs> if you were going to speak to the ghost of Steve Jobs anyway, this might even save you some money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because well, we haven't mentioned this yet. Because I mean, once we as we approach the goal. We're going to reveal uh, the stretch goals, which we have. That's which means, right. Yeah. yeah. If we do happen to make over there our are budget, some important stretch goals. We have yeah. some. We have some good stretch goals. So, I mean, I don't want to say too much um, because you know we'll see how we go, and and we'll kind of reveal those later on. But we are investigating, um, getting some paranormal uh, people involved, like mm-hmm. uh, clairvoyance, and um, possibly some people to come and you know channel. The spirit of Steve Jobs, rather than using a Ouija board. We've got there's lots of many things we could do. It all depends on, uh, on yeah what you the listeners want. So yeah, uh, and obviously we'll ask him about uh, the iPhone six and uh, and the Apple Watch as well. Yeah, uh, we'll see what he thinks of that. Can tell you already, he's not impressed. And whether the Apple Macintosh was named after an episode of Get Smart, which is the original question that started this whole thing. Yeah, which if there's time, we'll ask him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Destiny came out, and I got it, uh, and I have played a little bit, but I actually haven't played past the point I got up to in the beta, so... I finished it. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. I was going to say, I don't have a whole lot to say, but I guess you do. So, uh, is, Um, is there an end? Isn't it an MMO? I finished, I believe I finished the main story. How long did it take you to do that? Um, not long at all. Um, maybe six, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what the story is. Mm. I maybe have no ha- idea what's happening. Maybe you haven't finished it then, like. Well. But there's, there's nothing else to do. Now it's just go on missions. Yeah, but that's. To get better gear. 20 bear claws. I think, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the storyline is that there was. Uh, we found that big, what's it called, the Guardian or whatever, on Mars, and uh, it accelerated our um, expansion into space, you know, Mass Effect style, and then we met up with these other races, and then we expanded, and it was a golden age, and then the darkness came and fucked everything up, and now the only remaining city that's safe is, um, is on Earth, and that's the city that's in the game, and then you can go, you start out in Russia, and expand from there. And I think the story is stop the darkness. You walk around and shoot people, and then you get gear, and then you walk around and shoot people, and then you get new yes. gear, and then you walk around and shoot people. Yes, that's every game. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of people are complaining about that, but that what, what did you expect? I mean... I don't know. I so think a lot more thumbs, from Thumbs down? I'll, thumbs down really? for me. Okay. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but I've, like I said, I'm... I'm st- I haven't gotten past the point I got up to in the beta yet. I know. I just I was looking forward because Bungie they've like with Halo they made a it was a great story, great universe they created, and hopefully they've got a lot more See, planned because something opposite. I played through Halo one, two, and three. I couldn't tell you what the storyline was. It was stupid. John Halo going about his day. Yeah, like I, don't, I none of that. I didn't retain any of that. It just all was. I don't know. I quite honestly didn't even know Halo had a story. I thought it was just shooting. Mm. No, no, I actually quite like the story in Halo. 
especially like ODST and Halo Reach, Destiny, I just... I, don't, I think it is because I don't like MMOs. Mm, yeah. Well, it's not really an MMO. Oh, you just don't like the fact that there's other people there. Is that... Well, no, the other people aren't bothering me at all because I'm not playing with them, but it's just... <laughs> it's, it's like real life. It's, de- <laughs> it's designed to be an MMO where you are playing with people and you're oh, I know what you going... Mean. Well, maybe that's why you're not getting the most out of the game is because mm. you're not playing it like it's designed to be played. Yeah, I play it the way I would yeah. play Did you Have you been in any... Have you? Did you join in any of the um, public events and all that kind of stuff? While you, yeah, yeah. I, th- I found that was fun. Yeah, but was, I've done a few of them. They were, they were cool. It just sounds like too much effort to me. One of the valid complaints I've heard is what? Why complaints aren't valid? No, no, no. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. <laughs> what I mean, I, I read this in an article today, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, games like Halo, where they they are single player or you know like co op, um, mm. the enemies are placed very carefully so that the combat is strategic and, and interesting whereas in a game like Destiny where it, it is kind of massively multiplayer the enemies respawn and so the combat is very simplified because of that like it's not like mm. they can't be as clever as, as they normally would you know like in, in Halo you can run around a corner and have an ambush that's kind of scripted a bit and set up and, it, and it's kind of a bit more interesting whereas in this you know, you could actually walk around and, a corner, and sometimes there might be aliens there or monsters, but someone else may have exactly. Just killed them so it's not. it's just all a bit less, yeah, less clever in that sense than people were expecting from Bungie. But then again, that's not their fault. That's just the nature of the game. Like that's well, it is their fault. well. It's their fault in that they chose to make a massively multiplayer <laughs> online game. Yes. <laughs> mm. So the game's not as good, but it's not, it's not up to it's not up to them to make a game. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't played it at all, needless to say, and I'm probably not you going got to. Diglish is, Diglish gives you some hints on how to play yeah. and leads there's a lot around. of. Um, all right, I'll give him a ring. Then. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of. Uh, Can't wait. Peter Diglish does a voice in it. Yeah, he's the voice of your little AI companion. Then let. Oh, okay, he's an AI. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah. that answers my question. You don't get to see him. You want to, you, I was going to ask. I was going to ask if he voices small character a, a, or a you know a fully sized ah, character. No, he doesn't. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's a, they, he's a, they 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 scooted around that. <laughs> that sensitive issue. Yeah. Um. I, I I was a bit bored this week, and I I wanted to play something, and I was I was at JB Hi-Fi, and I saw because you, you guys know that I just really love the Hitman series. Yes. Right. Like because mm. I you, you have to play it slow and calculated and stealthily and that's how I play games anyway yeah. so I really love Hitman and then I noticed that there was a um, a pack with kind of the all the original Hitman games mm. um, kind of redone in HD and I picked that up and I couldn't wait to play it and then I, I play a few retro games right and some are really old and I find them really enjoyable but it's easier to play a game that's 20 years old mm. than a game that's five or six years old. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I had to stop playing these and I'm, I'm actually just playing through um, Absolution again mm. because the older Hitman games are just so clunky compared to the new ones that uh, it's just so hard to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever encountered that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, particularly if, you, if I go back and try and play some games on emulators, like old old games, like they're unplayable. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I actually even remember this has been a problem I had even when it was um when even the original PlayStation came mm. out. There was a game I used to love called Jungle Strike or Desert Oh yeah, but the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I used to play that all the time on the Sega or the Super Nintendo. They also released it on the PlayStation mm. and once I played it on that I couldn't go back and play the old ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well I also I mean anything that's on um the original Xbox or I think the PlayStation um, yeah, PS2 yeah, I had these bit. games on PS2. Yeah, yeah, they still they were still kind of the the dodgy 3D generation. The PlayStation yeah. One is obviously the worst. Exactly right. The Play, the PlayStation One games oh, yeah. are like at that point where like the Super Nintendo and the and the Mega Drive or the Genesis for our overseas listeners, those mm. games still look good. Like, yeah. Where and then you skip to the PlayStation and. The N64, even to a degree, and although N64, they kind of put effort into not making them look shit. Making them not look shit, rather. Um, mm. But yeah, the PlayStation 1 games in particular just look awful, because it's like bad 3D games. Yeah. And terrible controls. Like, uh, Actually, one of my favourite games of all time is um, Silent Hill 2. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, fuck. The controls. You would go back and play it. The controls yeah. are so awful, uh, the, and the first game's even worse. Yeah, but well, the first game was PS One. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, terrible. But again, I mean, and uh, there's a game called Rule of Rose, which was actually, I think, um, banned in Australia. Were you just playing in the garden. No, it's about you're a school teacher, and you, um, uh, the, you get off a bus. The bus breaks down, and you get off, and then, but then he drives off, and he leaves you at this orphanage which has been taken over by the children and uh, it's all creepy oh. and um, it's it's very Silent Hill in that that's not really what's happening but it all you have flashbacks to like the 1800s and stuff at the orphanage and, and then you fight creepy monsters and stuff it's it's a really cool Ooh. game but the controls are fucking terrible well I'll just quickly mention um, I watched well, we watched the new Godzilla. Uh, mm. Have any of you guys seen that? No. Yes, I have. Uh, I liked it. Um... Question. Did you feel anything for that family at all? No. And also, no. I thought... My, my main issue with was the storyline. Like, they tried to focus so much on the the human aspect of it, but the storyline was ridiculous. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, clearly it is because it's about giant monsters. But even then, they they just kind of skip over shit. Like, uh, they go from you know, there's this this horrible disaster at the start, and that was all really the start of it built up really well. And then uh, was the horrible disaster Godzilla? No, no, oh. and that's why that, <laughs> okay. that's it was interesting. It's not Godzilla. It's something else. It's it's the Fukushima plant, and then uh, well, sort of, and then Very something close. else happens, yeah. and then. They're like, before Godzilla even turns up, they're like, oh, if any Godzilla was here, he could sort this out. And it's like, what? wait, what? And then, so this <laughs> wait, guy's what? like, yeah, because Godzilla's the good guy. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, no, we're pretty sure what? Godzilla's um, here to restore balance. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? We need to restore what? balance. And then Godzilla shows up, which they wanted, and then they start <laughs> shooting at him. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, wait, so this is a sequel. one guy... Only one guy wanted him to show no, they up. No, they all did, didn't they? They were all like, oh, no. Godzilla's here. Hooray. 
just the one scientist. No, I got the impression they were, they were all in on it. They were all like, yeah, all right. No. But the one thing I didn't like, because they had the whole family separated and all this, was trying to move the story along. I did not care about them no. at all. I want to see Godzilla fight. Yeah, monsters. and when you did see yeah. him fight, it was excellent. And I thought, ah, oh, man, yeah. I wish I'd seen more of that. But then, on the other hand, maybe the fact that I didn't see it made it that much better because mm. the fights in Pacific Rim did get a bit old. Yeah. Where, and because Pacific Rim was just all like, yep, you can you can see as much of this monster punching robot stuff as you want. Whereas in this, it was very much like you get a glimpse of stuff and then it was like, ah, oh, fucking show me that again. And then and then eventually there was a big payoff. And I think it, it possibly worked better because because of the blue balls that <laughs> that I had from just trying to see what fucking Godzilla looked like. It's the Jaws syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like that. Yeah, because even when Godzilla's doing stuff and then you're like, oh, cool. And then someone shuts the door. And it's like, don't shut the door. I want to see what he's doing. Like, <laughs> I'll just leave you to it, Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, I better shut the door. I don't want to see this. I'm like, fucking open the door so I can see him. He's punching shit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did like it. I just, yeah, like, like you said, I didn't care about the family that much. I thought that was pretty, I don't know. They just weren't handled that well. And it was all just a bit, I don't know. The storyline I thought was a bit silly. Well, I, like you said, I, I mistakenly thought that, uh, that they all wanted Godzilla to show up. And that's why I couldn't understand why they were How do they know it. about Godzilla? Because you... Is this literally a sequel to the Matthew Broderick movie? No, no, it's not. It's just that no. they um, they do mention that he was a, he showed up once uh, in, the, <laughs> in the... Like in Japan in the 50s. Yeah, they... I forget when... Yeah. Exactly. When they were doing nuclear tests, they weren't tests. They were trying to kill Godzilla. Ah. Um, yeah, and he... It's kind of like, he'll show up and, and stop this stuff... Um, but he wrecks the city, and we just kind of have to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the Hulk. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like, oh, he'll come and he'll he'll deal with this because we can't. Um, but yeah. we're gonna have to write off. But we'll we're gonna have trash. to write off a city or two. San Francisco. Well, that's Superman now as well. Superman just fucking destroys shit. Yeah, it was very much like that. <laughs> Can I just say, like, I'm a little bit over cities being destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, in real life. Like, as and well. I don't mean that from some kind of like philosophical point of view. Mm. I'm just bored of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Night of the Living Dead, right, was people fucking locked in a house with shit outside, and it was thrilling, mm. okay? We didn't need to see zombies destroy the world. No. You know what I mean? And now you've got Zs for zombie. Is that what it's called? Zs for zombie? World War Z. World War Z. <laughs> World War Z. <laughs> Zs, for Zs for zombie is the kids' version. <laughs> yeah, that's right. World War Z, where you literally see fucking millions of zombies like fucking destroying the world, mm. and it's like it's just not as interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's it's kind of like you know I was saying with Pacific Rim, it was just all there to see, and it's kind of like oh, it's a bit yeah. a bit numbing. And like Superman, Man of Steel, like. The action in that was just mind-numbing. Like it was just not that cool by the end of it. Yeah. It just, oh, more of more of this. I think it will start to disappear shortly. I think all it is, Let's and this happens so. a lot. They find out they've got the technology to do this and make it look realistic, and they go crazy with yeah. it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Then they get bored with it, and then I'll move on to the next step. Yeah. Yeah, because like, it yeah. just stops meaning anything. Like they're fucking hitting each other with satellites and fucking man of steel. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I was just like, okay, all right. This is not man as exciting. Of steel was appalling though. The the only thing that I really thought was good about Man of Steel were the 
scenes where he was a kid growing up. Yeah, with Kevin Costner. With Kevin Costner. Yeah. Like, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe I'm saying the best part of a movie was Kevin yeah. Costner. Also, I'd like <laughs> the to... scenes with Kevin yeah, Costner. Even his, his mum later on was pretty cool and he rocks up in his Superman gear and then she's like, oh, hey, son. Like, yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. stuff was cool. Yeah. But, like, all the fights, all the stunts, all of that, awful. Yeah. Got it. It just... And anything with Lois Lane could be cut out. Yeah, and you know what? It's not that they were they were too... Uh, they weren't explosive or big enough. They were too big and they were they were yeah. too ridiculous and it just, like, it yeah. loses all impact. There's a point of diminishing return. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where, and and then... I, if you watched the um, Little Shop of Horrors special edition yet? Oh, no, I have to, We got it sitting out there. Okay. We've not watched right, it I won't yet. say anything else, but all right. watch it. Cool. <laughs> um... <laughs> While we're on superheroes, real quick yeah. though, uh, Zack Snyder mm. has released a picture of the Batman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really thought that this was going to be a return to form, and the Batmobile was going to go back to being a car again. <laughs> but it's not. It's another tank, and I couldn't be more disappointed. Yeah, Batman's it's supposed so to have a cool you. car. That's that's the thing. He has a cool car. He doesn't drive a tank. Yeah, this thing's Sorry. got a big fucking cannon mounted on the front of it. <laughs> yeah, fucking like, what's that he for? He doesn't... Well, actually, I was going to say he doesn't kill people, but fucking neither does Superman, apparently. Yeah. Well, mind you, we put on the 1966 Batman movie the other day. Uh, it was a Sunday afternoon, and we thought it was a great Sunday afternoon movie. And that movie is terrific. Mm. Have I mentioned that on this podcast already? Did I bring this up last week? Uh, I don't know. I I think so, maybe? Maybe, or maybe we were just talking about it. Mm. Or maybe we were talking about it. Yeah. Because we were there that night. That's true. Oh, that's true. But there's this one bit that just sticks in my head where you always think about the old Batman just being really, really non-violent. And, you know, the scene with him trying to get rid of the bomb mm. and not wanting to hurt drunks or ducks or uh, <laughs> yeah. Salvation Army bands. <laughs> but then there's also a scene where Robin says, well, what if the Riddler is already kidnapped the girl and without hesitating Batman just says then I will bash him brutally (laughs) (laughs) and it's like oh okay Um, we're just it's gonna have a brutal bashing I like uh, this is on the on Wired with the photo of the new Batmobile it says it seemed unlikely that the tumbler from the Dark Knight could ever be regarded as an understated take on Batman's town car (laughs) but apparently that's where we've reached by the time Ben Ben Affleck's Cape Crusader gets his first solo movie it wouldn't be the least bit surprising if the next Batmobile turns out to be larger than Gotham City itself yeah (laughs) interesting yeah no this looks silly I I mean I based on um, Man of Steel I'm not that I don't have that much hope that this is going to be... I, I was sort of looking, starting to look forward to this because mm. I don't know why, but now I've seen the Batmobile and it is like much like... It reminds me of the Dark Knight one. And I thought this was meant to be a different Batman. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, it might be alright. Look, I don't know. if you want to see Ben Affleck in a Superman movie, then you should go and watch Hollywoodland. Where Ben Affleck plays James oh, Reeves, the guy yeah. who plays the original Superman, and it's just about his rise to fame and his uh, questionable death, and it's fantastic. Hmm. It's a great movie about old Hollywood. I would actually like to watch that. I'm gonna make a note of that. 
If you watch the trailer for it, you'll notice there's a conspicuous absence of the Superman insignia. Because they had the rights to use... Because it's not... Who who owns the rights to Superman? Uh, I can't remember. In in terms of film. Sure. I don't who? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, wh- whichever production company... I assume, uh, Warner, or dis- I assume Warner Brothers. Yeah, maybe it's Warner Brothers. Owns Superman. Um, and this is not Warner Brothers, and it's not a Superman movie, although it does feature Superman fairly heavily in it. Yeah. But they licensed the Superman costume for the film, mm. but they couldn't get advertising rights. So in all the trailers, he's just... I don't know whether they've superimposed it out or whether they filmed specific scenes so that they could use them in the trailer. Right. But there's no Superman S. Huh. Yeah. He's just in a costume. Yeah, he's just in a blue suit. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, have you seen the Star Wars parody on Sesame Street? No. No? I have not. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw a picture and read an article about... um, Hang on. Let me put this in the show notes. This is... It's under TV. Chewie's a cookie, not a Wookiee. <laughs> Star S'mores. So, yes. Uh, Snapalobagus plays a bantha. Um, only one great. cannoli is a wise weathered Jedi <laughs> who meant as a young Luke Piewalker. <laughs> Princess Puffaya. Everything's a pun. Yeah. And, uh, uh... Yeah, I mean, it looks adorable. That does look adorable. When I was a kid, there was nothing better than Star Wars-themed TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Because Muppet Babies had a Star Wars mm-hmm. episode, and they'd tease yep. it in the uh, opening titles, mm. like of every episode, and I'd fucking just want that episode to come up. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's awesome. I'm definitely going to watch this. All right, I've worked out what we need to do next time Dave can't make a uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this could have all been about. We managed that. to squeeze a bit in here at the end, but uh... speaking of squeezing it in at the end, <laughs> yep. No, no. Speaking <laughs> of Star Wars, yeah. Well, that's a better. It's a better out than I could have come up with. I was just going to say they're doing an Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff. For fuck's sake! Yes, and a Boba Fett one. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I'm scared of these. I'm scared of these movies. I'm not as scared. Oh, I don't know. I'm not as scared now that George Lucas isn't in control. But have you seen this business? Actually, this is something we could talk about. Um, this stuff about Latino Review flying drones over the set, and whether that crosses <laughs> some kind of boundary. Because um, uh, I just clicked through on the verge to the article. I forgot. I forgot about this. But Latino Review have taken the. I've got these photos actually, and I'll put this in the show notes as well. Have a look at this. It's just there underneath the other one. And uh, there was a bit of. Uh, oh, are these the ones? Yeah, the sets. Yeah, I did look at these. Bit of controversy. I'm treading a very fine line at the moment between how much I want to know about these movies. Yeah. Movies. Like I'm trying to avoid plot spoilers, but I will look at set photos. Yeah. Well. I mean, there's, there is what looks like the Millennium Falcon there, and there is. I'd say I'd say that's the Millennium yeah, or Falcon or another Corellian sure. cruiser. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there seems to also be an X-wing. Yeah, a couple of X-wings. But the the major question about this is how the fuck did they get this photo? And apparently, 
Uh, <laughs> somebody drones. suggested that they were flying drones over the set. And is that going too far? Wow. Because that does seem wow. a bit dodgy. Yeah. Maybe they can fly some drones over Jennifer Lawrence's house. <laughs> <laughs> Get us some updates. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.